1-800-747-3733. That's 1-800-747-3733. Now return to Tampa Bay's number one morning show, The Mike Calter Show. It is 714 on the Mike Calp, the show. It's 1025 The Bone. Our phone numbers, if you want to reach us, 727-579-1025 or 800-771-1025. Coming up at uh, 8 o'clock today, Galvin will have a brand new open letter. I will. In the 9 o'clock hour, the guys from Deep Inside the Music will be here. They'll be going uh, behind the scenes of some of your favorite hits. Been a uh, huge success on this show. The last couple times we did it, Ronnie D and the boys will be here. Um... Got a nice message yesterday from a guy named Frank Severo. Do you know who that is, Calvin? I maybe. You do. Yeah, from uh, social media. Nope. Well, I got uh, it on social media, but Frank is a uh, an actor who has been in some great movies. He was in The Godfather Two. He played uh, Janko. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he played uh, Frankie Carbone in uh, Goodfellas, where he gets frozen in the truck at the end, where they're like, yeah, it take two days to thaw him out. He was also Adam Sandler's uh, brother-in-law in uh, Wedding Singer. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Uh, he um, he messaged me on my personal accounts. So I posted it up on uh, our, our uh, Mike Calta Show account, at the Mike Calta Show on Instagram, if you're not following us already. But uh, go follow Frank. He's a good follower. I'd like to get him on the show because he's had two legendary, legendary oh, roles, yeah. just, just those two alone. Uh, would be great. And uh, also yesterday Does on the show... Does he live in the area? Or no, I don't, how do you, I don't how believe so. How do you know so. him? I, I was following him, and for some reason we got connected. I don't know, I don't know oh, why. Yeah. Um, and then uh, also yesterday on the show, there's been some controversy, Joe. Huh? Jo- <laughs> Sorry to wake you. <laughs> yeah. Joe uh, picked the Ayatollah Khomeini as uh, one of his death pool picks. And evidently, anybody who is an Ayatollah who is the head of Iran is an Ayatollah Khomeini. I don't know. That's what some people are saying. So we have to look into no. that because Joe may. Yeah, what? but it's no. like, and then how are we going to know that they even died and it was right, yeah, right one? Well, it's like uh, Ayatollah Khomeini Suarez. Like they have a, the real like <laughs> yes. Pope John Paul. Well, real name John Paul. So, uh, Joe's agreeing with you. <laughs> right. Yes. Well, then you should have gave us Suarez. That's on you. Well, I would like to take president. Okay. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's what I said I'd like to take boss. Yeah. <laughs> totally fine. I'll, I'll agree to this kangaroo well, court. The best was yesterday, <laughs> after all the controversy, Galvin took a picture of Joe like a half hour later, still trying to research. <laughs> uh, I know there's great. more than one. And then, if you want to know why Geo and uh, Papa Boy, Papa hates Geo so much, <laughs> there's also a reel on there where uh, Papa went outside to pee and Geo locked him out. Mm. <laughs> Just elder abuse is what it is. That's exactly what at, it is. At the Mike Calda show, Just if you want to goof. go follow us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, ladies and gentlemen, time uh, to check. What? what happened? What's the show you hate? Oh, it made you yeah, mad. Thank you. So, you know, I like the 90 Day Fiance, uh-huh. but I really kind of cut it off after a while because there's too much yelling and too much like. I don't understand. There's an Indian man who's not a bad-looking man, and he is dating the ugliest white human lady I've ever seen in my life. Like, she looks like a woman who started melting and then stopped. <laughs> like, a candle is melting, and then it cooled off. That's yeah, what she yeah, looks yeah. like. And she is so gross and such a whiner, and it's just, ugh, I can't watch it anymore. But they do all these tell-alls and these follow-ups. My wife loves to watch them, so now I'm getting sucked back into it. 
So a new show debuted on that channel called Milf Manor. Did anybody see this? So it's funny because there was like a, uh, a 30 Rock parody when they were talking about their new reality shows. And this was like one of the things that they had talked about. But then I read that they were making an actual show. It is awful. So it's a bunch of women who are all like, I've, uh, I've lived my whole life for my kids or my ex-husband or whatever. And now I want to get back into the swing of things. And I like a younger man because, and they're all like, uh, because I have a high libido and I have a very, I have a very strong sex drive and blah, 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 blah. And they all have the same story. They have a sex drive and the guy that they dated didn't. And the guy did. He's just sick of banging you. That's the, that's the truth. So it's all what? Women in their forties or fifties. And it's a bunch of guys. It's all women in forties or fifties. And they are all not hot. Okay, there's um, a couple on that are attractive. They're, for the most part, they're just, they're really ugly women with good bodies. And I'm just being honest. There's a lot of really bad helmets and a bunch of really good bodies. And there is one, of course, that is a steps out above everybody else. And she is, her name is Kelly. And she's made me hate everything about reality TV. She's such a phony and she's such a, I'm doing everything to be the person that you're talking about on the radio the next day that it's making me, it made me hate her so much and hate the show. So the twist, Calvin, is they're all excited about meeting and banging these young dudes. If you try to do this in the reverse, a bunch of guys meeting a bunch of young girls, the, the place would burn down. But, and I'm not saying that it is not good. Good for you, women. Bang as young guys as you want. My mom has been divorced since I was like five years old. I don't care who she bangs. It's her life. Go bang whoever you want. Um, but they bring the uh, guys out. Who wants to meet these studs? <gasps> Twist. It's their sons. Oh. Yeah. That's, gross. That's a pretty good twist. Yeah, if it was real. My wife called it from the get-go. She called it from the commercial. She goes, oh, it's their sons. And I go, no, I don't know. And then, then they show all the women, and they're showing their bias. She's like, oh, my name is whatever, and I'm from here. And they show a family picture. They all have older sons. And I was like, oh, you're right. They all have just sons. So anyway, then the sons are like, mom? And the mom's like, sons? And it's so fake. So let me ask you a question. You get called to be on the show, Spanish. Okay. And they're like, Spanish, we were looking for a show where we need young, successful, good-looking guys. Okay. Called the wrong guy. Well, they got you. (laughs) Wrong number. And you have to be uh, in this Caribbean island. They're going to come send you there in a week. Sounds lovely. Yeah. Then you call home and you talk to your mother, and she's like, guess what? I'm on this TV show, Mm -hmm. and I have to go to this Caribbean island in a week. Are you like, wait a second? Or are you going to be like, oh, no, what a weird coincidence, Mom. Yeah. I'm also doing a TV. Like, it, clearly they knew. <laughs> clearly they knew. <laughs> and it, and it's about now who's going to bang whose son. And it's just it's the Ugh. dumbest, most contrived show I've ever seen. And it made me absolutely hate. Like, I love a good cheese show, you know. But it absolutely made yeah. me hate reality TV and the whole thing. And, and you would think that a show with a bunch of horny milfs would be something right up my right. alley. And it just totally disgusted this me. This is like when uh, the stepmom porn becomes real life, but it's just like this weird twisted version. But it's, it's the other thing is like the weird thing is, is, and none of this is bothering me. I'm just pointing this out. The, the challenges that they have, cause it's a reality show. They have to have challenges. Uh, we're going to blindfold you. And you have to rub the chest of all these guys Ew, no. and pick which one's your son. No, you that's not okay. Imagine if this was like, well, Dad, we're going to blindfold right, you. Yeah. And you have to go rub the bellies of all these girls. We, they'd be setting that place on fire. Oh. And uh, and then all the mothers picked their sons. They got it right except for like one or two. And they lost out on the challenge. 
Now, in the next episode, I saw the preview. I won't watch it. It was the mother has to give uh, a massage to the son, and the son has to guess which one is the mother, and it's just... That's creepy and hot at the same that's time. That's exactly what I said. Yeah. I go, if these women were better looking, this would be hot. And the, and the one guy's got the, the advantage, Kelly's son, because he's like, yep, I could feel my mother's big rock-hard balloon boobs on oh, my back. No. And I, you know, I'd be like, oh. But you know what this is? It is the porn crossing over yeah. into mainstream, yeah. because everything now is stepsister, stepmom. Yeah. But they're not step. Well, These are their real mothers. They also have that. Yeah. This is incest island. Well, is not real, yeah, but like, they have the setup. You're, you're right, and it's this weird, like, I couldn't imagine knowing my mom was going to have sex with one of these Dudes that is that how you felt the other night when we were at Banner Metal? No, I had no fear of that whatsoever. No, that's the other thing. All, some of the sons are like, oh, my mom's, you know, she she didn't tell me who to sleep with. I don't tell her to sleep with. Yeah, but what if she's sleeping with the guy that you were just rooming with yesterday that's, and he comes back smelling like your mom? Yeah, or, you know, I don't, what's their living situation? Are they in rooms next to their mom? So you, they're yeah. sharing a wall? You yeah, know what and, I mean? and then uh, some of them, they have to share a room with their mother. Oh. And then some of them have rooms with uh, balconies that have jacuzzis. So now, like, one of the episodes is going to have the mother in the jacuzzi with the son. And it's just, it's so, it's so That's contrived weird. and so awful. And I just start to think of, like, if you watch these mothers on TV and they're all like, I just, uh, you know, I keep my body in good shape. And I just, I have a strong libido. So I like to bang young guys at a rapid rate. And, you know, like, you know, the whole world's watching this. You know, yeah. your kids' yeah. friends are watching it. It's, like, so disgusting. <laughs> it's weird. I don't know. It's, I watched it and it bothered me. And it didn't bother me from a a social point of view, like, oh, this is not good with this. I don't care. It's just the, it's just the uh, fakeness of the whole show. It just bugs me. Yeah, but every reality show is fake. Yeah, but some do it so much better. Yeah. Like, I can't watch NBC contest reality shows because they pipe in all that applause that's unnecessary, you know? It just sounds so fake. And then, uh, and how they watch on these shows, they watch terrible acts singing and dancing or whatever. And they go, that was wonderful. It wasn't. It was garbage. That Gene Simmons show may have been the most, the uh, fakest show. I watched it one time because I was like, ah, Gene Simmons, let's see if they show any of them playing or doing anything, whatever. And the whole show was, uh, I'm going to go over to Sarah's house. Don't let the dog out. Right. Whatever you do, don't let her dog out. And I'm like, I wonder if he's going to let the dog out. And Gene Simmons just walks in. Opens the door, doesn't shut the door. I'm Gene Simmons. Uh, dog goes running out. Oh, no, the dog got out. Yeah. Oh, uh, we got that a birthday cake, but we're going to hold yeah. it on our yeah. lap in the front seat of the car yeah. with no box. Yeah. We're going to put the baby on the roof yeah. and drive slowly, see what, what happens. Happen. Yeah. I imagine the pool of contestants for this show was probably incredibly limited. I would imagine. Oh, I, I'm going to tell you right now, just in Tampa, I could find 10 women over 40 or 50 with kids that are smoking hot. These women are all, tell me I'm wrong. There's like three ones that are decent. The rest all have horrible faces and good bodies. And a lot of plastic, older plastic surgery. But it's also Spanish, like, people want to be famous, and they don't care what they get famous for. I guess, yeah. I just can't, I couldn't imagine. And I guess, I mean, the dating pool, or the pool would be small for people that can act, you know, on reality TV. I guess they're not doing a great job. No, they're not. And how hard is it for How hard is it for a real MILF to go out and get played? Direct message any one of us. We're in it. All right. I know I'm running a little late here. I had a I had to get out the MILF manner, but uh, ladies and gentlemen, time to check in with Galvin. He has today's news. And now, news with Galvin on the Mike Calter Show. I just thought Carmen is the one who's probably most affected by that show. Because you got the youngest single mom. 
Is my mic on now? Yeah, your mic was always on. <laughs> oh, you could hear me? Yeah. I was asking you questions. I just heard you mumble up while I was talking on the last thing. No. Oh, uh, it doesn't matter. Um, uh, yeah, I guess. My mom's not single. Oh, she's not? No, she has a boyfriend. Yeah, she's single. Yeah, yeah. how serious is that? Yeah, there's a boyfriend. Yeah, but He's I mean, 22. <laughs> he is younger. Yeah. But like, your mom is like the one that would that could be on that show physically, I think. Okay, yeah. yeah. My mom ain't going on it. Um, Spanish's mom may be, uh, she may be at the tail end of it. No offense to your mom. I'm just what about Phyllis? What about Phyllis? Phyllis cannot Phyllis. be on the show. Phyllis, no. tear that manner up. Yeah. <laughs> Don't bring the cane, though. Yeah, no. Well, yeah, bring the cane. Gio's mom is too wholesome for it. Yeah. Uh, Wait. <laughs> no, no, I mean, yeah, like, Gio's mom is, uh, is like TV mom. Mm-hmm. Your mom is like. Uh, I've never seen Gio's mom, so I don't know. Your mom's like, It's just Gio with a wig on. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I imagine. <laughs> All right, what do we have in news, Gal? Uh Today's news is brought to you by Pelt Shoes. The weather is delightful outside. If you want to get out and start, uh, you know, exercising, doing some stuff, need some new shoes. New running shoes, get them at Pelt's. New walking shoes, get them at Pelt's. If you need some boots, you need some heels, any type of shoe you're looking for. You need kid shoes. You need shoes for a lady that's going to the uh, Barry Manilow concert uh, to, <laughs> so she can walk without her cane. Uh, you can get them at Pelts, and Pelts has six locations throughout Pinellas, Hillsboro, Sarasota, and Fort Myers. And whenever you stop into any of those locations, make sure you whisper my name, Galvin. You're going to get 10% off your entire order, everything you bring up to the counter there, 10% off, going to save you some good money. So whatever kind of shoes you're looking for, get them at Pelts. So Governor Ron DeSantis announced Tuesday a new legislative proposal to permanently prohibit COVID-19 vaccinations masking, and vaccine passport requirements during a, quote, prescribed freedom event in Panama City Beach. The governor announced the uh, measures will permanently protect Floridians from losing their jobs due to COVID-19 vaccine mandates, protect parents' rights, and institutes additional protection that prevent discrimination based on COVID-19 vaccine status. The proposal includes the permanent prohibition of mandates, including COVID-19 vaccine passports in Florida, COVID-19 vaccine and mask requirements in all Florida schools, COVID-19 masking requirements at businesses and uh, employers from uh, hiring or firing based on mRNA jabs. Well, I mean, uh, you know, that seems to be what the people want. They want the choice on whether or not to do it. It didn't really seem to help anything. So I don't I don't know. I wish DeSantis hadn't started out by telling us to take the vaccine. It was saving lives. Well, I think all of us yeah. thought that. We were all reaching. Like, I watched an interview with Dr. Fauci the other day with my favorite uh, guy on the news, Neil Cavuto, who's basically a financial guy. And he interviewed Dr. Fauci, and I thought it was a very fair interview. Dr. Fauci, I know everybody hates him, but he was like, listen, I, I am not afraid to go in front of any sort of uh, court, any sort of counsel, any sort of special um, unit that's been put together to investigate. He goes, I can, I have been always been honest. I will answer honestly to everything. And he's like, the problem is, is that you don't know the answers to some of these things at the time, and you don't. We we're learning about it as we go. The problem is, though, he shouldn't be willing to do that because he is a liar and he suppressed information, and he did it with the AIDS uh, epidemic as well. And he's just, he's wrong. Yeah, you can't know everything. Right. But whenever you have information and you're not giving it out to the public and you're holding stuff back and you're making false claims. But let me ask you a question. I don't, 
I, I don't know, but I don't. I wonder: is that Fauci or is that the I administration? Think I think that's pol- politically motivated. Sure, and also Fauci was the one who was in charge of giving money to the lab to, uh, you know, have the whole COVID nineteen doing all that. He stuff. answered some of those questions too. He's like, if you if you look into the amount of money that was paid, he's like. Talking, he's like fifty thousand dollars to do like what he what would what would be a benefit to him? You know what I mean? But like, also no, them just... saying all the somebody ate a bat and all that stuff. Yeah. They knew it was made in the lab, and then if you said it was made in the lab, you got canceled. It was yeah. ridiculous. I would just also like to throw out that the uh, team that investigated him with the National Institute of Health was run and headed by his wife. His wife. Yeah. Yeah. So, Look, I, I get. It. I don't. I don't think Dr. Fauci is as evil as people are making him out to be. I don't think he's right. I don't think we should have done half the stuff that I almost said the S words <laughs> that he said, and for what reasons he said it. I just feel like he is a tool of. Uh, oh, he's he's a uh, you know. Um, yeah, he's a, a puppet. He's yeah. a puppet. Yeah. And he created he, AIDS. You're a public servant. One hundred percent, he created AIDS. He but also, <laughs> look at all these people. Like I saw a guy the other day who was an actor, and he's not like a famous actor or anything. But that's what his job was, and he refused to get the vaccine, so he couldn't work anymore. And now they go, oh, whoops, sorry. <laughs> Yeah. And like uh, all the nurses and stuff that got fired, yeah. and now they have to get their either get their jobs back or get the retro pay or do all that stuff. I mean, it really this messed is up why, a lot of people. And this is why Ron DeSantis will be the next president of the United States because he's doing things like this. And this is now, Geo. You don't have to you don't have to love him, but he's doing what well I people mean, want. People I got, are asking for. Uh, one of the reasons I got vaccinated was because Ron DeSantis told me to. Lies, one hundred percent. That's you know. I mean, he I mean, started out telling everybody one hundred percent. That's every vaccinated. politician. That's just like he uh, was vaccinated. Remember, Hillary Clinton was against yeah. uh, gays and all this, and they're terrible. And now she, oh, I love everybody. If you're uh, if you're taking advice on, on your health from politicians, no, for sure. who, you know, I I. Uh, I got vaccinated for two reasons. One, I wanted to travel, and two, because one of my best friends who's a doctor told me he vaccinated yeah. his kids, and I was like, I, okay, good enough. I'm kidding, but anytime Ron DeSantis talks about COVID-19, I don't believe him because he's 100% politically motivated. When yeah. he found that it was politically damaging, 100%. He, he totally changed his tune. Did he, or did he find out, uh, well, like everybody else, hey, this well, isn't what they sold us, you know what I mean? This isn't what it, what it was sold to be. And also, I was not for the mandatory vaccination rules. I was for getting vaccinated, but I'm not for yeah. the mandatory vaccination. That is true, but I, I think once once it became politically damaging and people started picking sides based on their political beliefs, yeah. he totally went the other way. Yeah, look, which is, is when it becomes something they do. medical, it's it's silly, but yeah. that's why anytime he talks about COVID, I just blow it off. I'm like, whatever, man. I you should. You, I mean you I play not... both sides because it's politically advantageous to play one side or the other. So anything you say on COVID I just throw out. I'm not taking any advice from a politician no, you who should. I know could be bought off by a uh, drug company, by any of those people. Yeah. I'm not taking any advice from them. I would talk to my friend who is a doctor who gets no money from yeah. the, uh, the chemical companies to say one thing or the other and find out what he did and what he did for his kids, and then I would make the smart decision. But there's some people on... that don't have that opportunity. Not everyone has a doctor friend, and not everyone has have, health insurance. Yeah. You all have but, doctors. But not ev- no, that's not true. Not everyone has health insurance. Not There's not a lot, there's a lot of people that can't afford to go to the doctor. And Listen, there are a lot of people that yeah. don't trust modern medicine right. because they, some it's people It's been believe, proven that... Yeah, that, and also there are a lot of things that you can do that they never suggest to do, and they spend a lot of money on, you know, pharmaceuticals. I just feel if you're relying on politicians for medical advice and making medical decisions, 
you're an idiot. I all, but the, you know, the, the web gets tangled because then the companies are providing doctors with the information yeah, and then you find out later that they're withholding information. So doctors aren't able to make the right decision and, and you're that supposed, makes them look bad. And you're supposed to trust your government to do what's best for you. But then you, you know, but then they're out here lying to you. So now where are you supposed, now what are you supposed to do and who are you supposed to listen to? Yeah, and then it all goes back to now, uh, the last 20 years when we found out that they were lying to us. Yeah, <laughs> oh, really? We, we know for sure when all those documents the were, were documents. like, hey, wait a second. Yeah, they there's some interesting stuff. Everybody's yeah. trying to screw us. Yeah. Uh, speaking of lying to you, did you see uh, Swedish act- climate activist uh, Greta Thunberg <laughs> was briefly detained by police at a uh, protest over controversial oh, expansion yeah. of Western German coal mine that uh, became a flashpoint for that country's climate debate. She got arrested. Or, or did, did she? Yeah. Oh. Have you seen the video? So here is uh, some video behind the scenes of the police and everybody just posing with her mm-hmm. and she's smiling. But of course, the picture that's all going around is her in handcuffs being carried away by yeah. the police. Meanwhile, they're all like totally taking pictures with her and just hanging out. And they're like, all right, you ready? And they're making sure that the handcuffs aren't yeah. too tight. And then they lift her up for the photo and do all this. It's ridiculous. Do it for the gram. Yeah. 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 Hey, by the way, are we uh, not supposed to notice how fat she got? Oh, uh, yeah. We are not yeah. supposed to notice. She's, yeah. she's eating the climate. Yeah. yeah. Well, she's 20 years she's 20 years old now yeah well her yeah. face is fat that's when, all i'm saying i don't care how old she is yeah but when she made that speech she was like what 12 <laughs> or something well, she got older she's been she get fat <laughs> she got older she's a fat little liar yeah all i know oh yeah that's God. the thing you could definitely tell she's a liar because she's out here doing this thing at the coal mine yet she has not said one thing about the congo and the cobalt mine where children are dying nobody cares she doesn't care about that uh, my the favorite thing is uh the thing they showed yesterday at all these uh leaders meeting for the or World Economic uh, Forum, yeah, well, like, yeah. all on on private jets. Yeah. And all how much each jet uh, yeah. is killing the environment. You see everybody leaving though, like Bill Gates getting pulled out of there, and a bunch of different people are getting pulled out, and they're like, "What is going yeah, on? Right. What's happening? Yeah. Some big collapse, or mm. what's going?" Yeah, so who knows? Things are looking good, everybody. Just stay <laughs> calm. Don't Whee! panic. Uh, the husband of a missing Massachusetts mother has been charged. With murder. Oh, man. Did you see him smiling on the purple walk so yesterday? Weird. He's a weirdo, well, yeah. Because uh, I honestly think this guy was set up. There's uh-huh. no way. I don't. There's no way this guy was People so sloppy. Dumb. People are dumb. <sighs> People are dumb. Uh, as the search was entering its third week, Quincy District Court issued a murder warrant in the death of Ann Walsh, uh, who had been who had not been seen since New Year's Day. Her husband, Brian Walsh, who is now facing a murder charge, was already held on five hundred thousand dollar bail on accusations he misled investigators. Uh, they said uh, he allegedly lied about buying four hundred fifty dollars worth of cleaning supplies uh the continued investigation has now allowed police to obtain an arrest warrant charging brian walsh with the murder of his wife said district attorney michael morrissey i think so this guy was involved in some sort of art fraud art fraud a while ago and i think he screwed the wrong person over they said it was the mob and listen i don't believe in the mob spanish it's a thing that martin scorsese created to make italian americans look bad Mm -hmm. um i believe that this whoever this guy screwed over there is no way like if you wanted to screw me over take my wife to a mountain and push her off it because i've been saying for years that's how i'd kill my wife now if she accidentally dies on a hiking thing everybody's gonna be like this guy's been saying it for years that's the equivalent of this guy searched how to kill your wife searched how to clean it up searched all this stuff then left a bloody knife at the scene also you spent all this money on cleaning things but didn't clean anything i it just it just seems ridiculous think about this though the investigators know 
they've seen people being set up. They know what's going on. So if they're arresting, if they have a warrant for murder for this guy. But you have to, like, if you if you go in the house and you have all the clues, as law enforcement, you have to go, okay, well, we have to arrest him and then investigate it. Because if we don't arrest him and he is the killer, then yeah, we look stupid. It's been three it? weeks before they actually got the murder warrant. So they have enough evidence that this guy actually did it and not just a hoax, not that it's a setup or anything like that. It could be. Yeah. Listen, they, they get, I mean, they, it got sometimes right. they get tunnel vision where they're like, the this guy. He could be the murderer. It's just, it's so obvious. I just think or what if people are dumb. Yeah. What if they arrested him trying to get the murderer to come out? Oh, you know what I mean? Right, like they're like, trying right, to trick part him. of the thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're just going to continue to go, making it seem like they think it's him. Right, they really... sit him in a room and they go, "Hey, hey, Joe, listen. Yeah, we feel like you're being set up here, but we can't say that publicly. We have to lock in until we figure out this, and that could be possible, Carmen. I, I just uh, you yeah, always remember safety. this guy, this detective, who said uh, he goes, "I got to be honest with you, it's never really that difficult." He goes, a lot of times if somebody is uh, murdered and you think the brother did it, the brother did it. Yeah. Like, it's pretty much, yeah, uh, there's Almost fire, there's the smoke spouse. over there, there's fire. Yeah. That's how it works out. I, so, you we'll know see. what? You got you to gotta really thoroughly, you can't go with that theory or else you're putting uh, the wrong people to death. Oh, yeah. You know? No, yeah. I mean, listen, they are. There's yeah. plenty of innocent people that have been put to death and are on death row or whatever. And sometimes the investigators get tunnel vision and they make the evidence work towards this person that they think did it. But there's also times where people are just dumb, and that's a majority of the time. You make a lot of mistakes whenever you commit a crime uh, and also murder, yeah. you know. So I just think this guy's an idiot, and it, it happened, and he got caught. Detective sounds like a fun job. I Dude, I would love to be a detective. <laughs> like, it really, if, being a detective, if you're a police officer, that really seems like the job to have. You know what stinks is that I think my wife would be a good detective, because I can't put anything past her. Yeah. Yeah, like, she she's... Very quick to go. Uh, let me ask you one more question. Like Peter Falk, uh, right. she's a very she's a Columbo of this house. Like if my son says hey, we're going to go here, and we're going to go here, she just sits there and thinks about it. And she's like, they're going to go there and go there because they want to go here. Like she knows, right? Yeah. She's a step ahead of the game. And it's difficult I think to... I would be good at that. I'm pretty good at reading people, I'm you not... know. So I because I can tell right away whether somebody has a wig on or something. Like yeah. you can't tell. <laughs> I can't tell. I can't tell. If... I can't tell if they're gay uh, or they have a wig. Everybody's like, you know that guy's gay. I go, how would I know that guy's gay? <laughs> I can never tell. I can never tell if it's a toupee. And then also, um, I told uh, Jeff Ross, the comedian, once told me I was the worst detective ever because I said, well, I was with Charlie Sheen. I saw no evidence of drug use. <laughs> he said, you would be the worst detective ever. I, don't know. I think I would be good at that. I would enjoy it. Uh, this is pretty crazy. A uh, uh, video made uh, the rounds yesterday of a man trying to kidnap a female oh. barista. Did you see this I video? Did. I did. And I, I wondered, like they say because of his tattoo and all that stuff that he was trying to kidnap her. Maybe he was just mad at her and he... You know, how are you going to pull somebody through a drive through window? A uh, little barista girl, some little 100-pound girl, whatever. Yeah. Like, you're if in a you truck. you snatch a girl out of a window, that's pretty solid. Listen to me. I'm telling you right now that if you get those zip ties around her and you're in a truck and you just start driving, she's coming out that window. Or she she'll may lose be hurt. her wrist or she something. She may be hurt, whatever. He attempted to drag her through the drive through window using looped zip ties device. Uh, thankfully, she got away. And since uh, he has since been arrested, uh, possibly due to the large tattoo on his arm that said Chevrolet. So he got busted, but yeah, there's the video on. Oh, I didn't know if the tattoo was a gang tattoo or whatever. Look at that! Look at that! He totally tries, and then he pulls forward, and then he's like, "Oh, I forgot my coffee." (laughs) I don't know what he's doing there. He knocked the tip jar over. I don't know why. Did he? Oh my gosh! He tries to do that, and then he goes. No, I think that's his money. 
Oh yeah, like yeah. It, his like money he, falls yeah, to like, the ground there. Oh no, she she's giving her, him his change. Right, right. And so then he goes, "Oh, should I get my money? You're trying to kidnap somebody. So yeah. what is the Don't zip worry tie? about your fifteen dollars. What I is think the zip tie? Once you get it in there. So the like those big zip ties. I think what he was trying to do is grab a wrist and he was going to put it around it, and that way you can pull a lot easier if you had both wrists together like that, and then just grab her and let the truck do the work. Yeah, I All think right. you'd pull her right out of the uh, drive-through window. Two things. Yeah. The Starbucks on Suncoast and 54 is my favorite one. Mm-hmm. Don't try and the steal first person that gets <laughs> yeah. Joey, no. The first person that zip ties Joey from Suncoast <laughs> no. Starbucks and brings him here, I'll give you your choice of tickets. <laughs> uh, and then I might try that this afternoon. I might get to see if it just, I'm not going to keep her. I'll just, if I can grab her, I'll drive around front and let mm-hmm. her go. I just want to mm-hmm. see if I can get it. Imagine if that's your daughter that you oh, see man. that video of this creep grabbing her arm and trying to zip tie her you know you think okay if uh you work at a convenience store like overnight or something like that that seems like a dangerous thing or liquor store in a bad part of town whatever a barista you never at a drive-through you don't think somebody's gonna try and pull her through the window you know and that poor girl that job is i mean does she go back to work in the drive? She doesn't oh, work no in the drive-through way. anymore. Yeah. yeah, she's like, I'll take care of inside. <laughs> I'm not doing drive-through. What if she just really hated working the drive-through and now she has an excuse to tell the boss, I'm not doing yeah. drive-through? Yeah, yeah. Good she set to... it up. Yeah, that was just her dad. <laughs> uh, this is a crazy story. Rescuers uh, search for a third day Tuesday for a Hawaii fisherman who went overboard from his boat after hooking a tuna over the weekend. <laughs> oh. I hope the tuna ate him. Uh, Mark Niddle, who is 63 years old, of uh, Captain Cook, uh, was fishing with a friend off of Honolulu. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, not Honolulu, Hananua. Yeah. Uh, the big island on the big island on Sunday when he hooked an ahi or tuna. Uh, the friend heard Niddle say, This fish is huge, then saw Niddle go overboard <laughs> into the water. Uh, the friend tried to grab the line, but Niddle disappeared within seconds. Uh, the uh, friend jumped in but could not see Niddle, so they've been searching for it three I, days now. I love that the guy's like, I'm not letting this go. I don't care if I'm <laughs> drowning. I'm not letting go Just of the like pole. Just let go of the pole. No. Oh, yeah, was, wonder- it the, was it the one that it's like on a belt and it's connected to him? Could be. Yeah, it could be that. Could have got wrapped up in but something. But that's not even connected. It just sits in a little slot. But it does, but it sits there. But if you get pulled forward... I don't know if you can pop it out. If if the water's rushing at you this way because you're going, I don't know how difficult that would be. But and they have a belt that goes around their waist, and then there's a pole like in it. You know what I mean? That right, uh, that connects. So like you can use Mm -hmm. your whole body. Yeah. So Uh, I don't know. Pretty crazy. Uh, I I mean, you got to be able to swim. (laughs) You think Uh, right? But does the tuna come fight you? Because tunas can get up to like six hundred pounds. Get huge. Yeah. Yeah. There is a. uh, I think Dave Moore former Buccaneer. I think he caught a Goliath grouper one time. It was so big it was on the cover of a magazine. I don't know how you do that. I try to, uh, you know, I don't. I like to go, like, bass fishing, fight a little bass, pull them in, and then let them go. When you have to pull in the ones where you have to yeah, you know, for an hour and use the boat. Yeah. To, yeah. And so, yeah, that's crazy. I, I did that, uh, not Marlins. What's the other one? Like the Marlin. Sailfish. Sailfish, yeah. Sailfish, maybe it was a Marlin then. Uh, we're in Key West, but in November, doing that, and it was freezing, and they're backing the boat up, and the water splashing. I go, I don't want to do this. I don't yeah. get to keep the fish when you get it out. You take a picture of it, and you let it go. I was like, no. Uh-huh. I, go, I go, how do you mount it? How do you go to the taxidermy? And they go, you take a picture, and then they recreate it. I go, then why don't we just skip this and go buy a fish? That just doesn't make sense at all. Yeah, you have a picture from some other guy? <laughs> yeah. that one? Just use that. Yeah, make me this. Uh, speaking of fish, according to new research, eating just one freshwater fish caught in an American river or lake like the uh, Great Lakes 
is the equivalent of drinking a month's worth of water contaminated oh. with toxic forever chemicals. Oh, well, no. we already do that because the it's in our water anyway. So yeah. they and said they found the it fish. in rain. Yeah, and all of our cooking, uh, yeah. like cookware and stuff. So I have a filter that Olin Plumbing put in in my sink. And that is for drinking water, if we choose to drink mm-hmm. drinking water. Is it an ionizer? Yes. Yeah. Is that good? Yeah. Okay. That's very good. All right. Thank you. So I, I run all my things by Spanish. For mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have that on my for drinking water. And then I have one of those things over the stove where you can mm-hmm. fill the pots. And that always has sediments in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah. But every time I fill a pot, I have to strain mm-hmm. the top of the pot some sort Maybe of don't use it flakes enough. that comes out of the uh, pond. Out yeah, back. <laughs> your pool. The ionizer makes it alkalized water, which is really good for your body. Oh, you need you. that for your pH. Good, yeah. yeah, yeah pH balance. Gotta balance yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, you want it about a seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a hot or not for you guys. Oh, finally, a woman in Baton Rouge <laughs> is facing charges accused of stabbing her boyfriend. After he peed in their bed. Oh, not cool. <laughs> On purpose? Uh, the pair had been out drinking, then returned to their home around 3.30 a.m. on Saturday. The man told detectives he was sleeping when 25-year-old Brianna Lacoste woke him up and started hitting him for wetting the bed. The man told detective he was trying to leave and go to his family member's house when Lacoste allegedly charged at him with a kitchen knife and stabbed him. Uh, Deputies say the man was stabbed in the left side of his torso with a knife puncturing his lung. Yeah, the arrest documents say Lacoste admitted to stabbing uh, the guy, but it was after he allegedly choked her during the fight. Uh, she told investigators she tried to provide medical aid and rushed him to the hospital. Lacoste was charged with attempted second-degree murder. So she is 25 years old. Her name is Brianna Lacoste. She's from Baton Rouge, and uh, she's stabbing the guy in the lung with the kitchen knife. But she says after he choked her because she was mad at him for wetting the bed. Uh, Mike Kelta, hot or not? So many things going into this. First of all, there's Baton Rouge. Yeah. Uh, I say... That mixed with crazy, mm-hmm. mixed with I believe her story mm-hmm. that she was mad at him and he tried to hit her and she grabbed the knife. I say she's hot. Say she's hot. All nope. right, Gio, what do you think? No way, not hot, not hot. Baton Rouge, no. Yeah, okay. The big easy, the big ugly. <laughs> uh, the Spanish, what do you got? Uh, this story is incredibly sexy, so I'm gonna go hot. You say hot. Oh yeah. All right, Carmen, what do you think? Bedwetters are usually not hot. So I don't think his girlfriend is going to be hot. Not hot. Mm, all right. So you and Gio are the same. You say not hot. Spanish and uh, Mike are the same. They say hot. Pap, pap, with your weed hat on, please show Brianna. Ooh, oh, hot. Yeah. I'd I mean, I wouldn't go hot. For the game, she is yeah. not hot. Yeah. She, I'd wet her bed. You clean her up. <laughs> yeah. She, her face yeah. is a little. They were not probably a out shot. drinking. Yeah. Her not a face, shot, she's probably hot. Her face has a little sentiment like you're... Uh, <laughs> Does she have an Instagram? Uh, oh, I don't know. I love that uh, Carmen's a creep on the show. Wait, <laughs> Brianna L-A-C-O-S-T from uh, ba- Baton Rouge. I can tell in her eyes that she would stab somebody. Yep. Yeah, yeah, for she sure. She got stabby eyes stabby for sure. Eyes. For sure. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. No, me either. My wife has stabby eyes. I'm surprised she hasn't stabbed me yet. <laughs> She does. Like I she makes a frustrated face. Like, mm. Yeah. I'm surprised she hasn't just grabbed something and jammed it into my arm. She's got stabby eyes. <laughs> if if like the other day I uh apologized to her because I was being short tempered. Like mm-hmm. I know when I'm being an a hole. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I I've been last couple of days. I've been to Carmen. 
like, yeah. what? <laughs> and uh, and I I would have understood if in that time she stabbed me, I wouldn't have left her. Really? I'd have been mad. I would have got Jeez. the stitches, and I was like, next time, just yell at me. Yeah. Don't stab Depends me. where she stabs you. In, in the, the arm In the something. chest. Yeah, like going for She's a for the heart. Yeah, or oh. something. No, no, no. Uh, today is National Thesaurus Day. Oh. Here's a couple words for you to make you sound smart. Instead of saying wrong. Incorrect. Erroneous. Ooh, erroneous is good. Uh, instead of uh, asking about something. Inquiring. Inquire about yeah. it. Mo, listen up. These are your words. Oh, man. He, lo- he loves to use Scrabble words. This is your name? day. Yeah. Uh, this is interesting. A poll on work productivity found that we feel most productive when? At what time do we feel most productive? Well, For me? Taking a nap. After lunch. Yeah. 6 a.m. Right at the beginning. Right work. at the beginning, yeah. After lunch, taking a nap, doing all that stuff. I would say probably at the beginning of the day when you first get to work. Oh. I say the opposite of Carmen. I think after lunch, I just want to go yeah. home, home take a nap, do nothing. Uh, this is obviously for regular hours because we're already done by <laughs> by this time. 10.22 a.m., they say. So that's pretty much if you start at 9. Right. It's an hour and a half into it. You settle you in. Kind of get your, your wheels going. Get yeah. your coffee. Yeah. You know, sit down, make some fart jokes. Yeah. <laughs> then you get on your computer, start doing your emails. Ten twenty two. They say it's all downhill from there. Uh, we hit our first big slump at one twenty seven p.m. Mm. And then another one uh, right on top of that at two oh six. This is what you're at one twenty seven. How is it only one twenty seven? I forget which country it was, but they did a, a study where they had one company have their workers work. I think it was like in two hour increments. Yeah. So they would come. You'd come in at eight. You'd work until ten. You have a two hour break. Then you'd come back work till so uh, much more productive. Did their, but the how late did they have to work? The, well, so it, it shortened. I think it's only a five hour work day. You do two hours, two hours, and then one last hour, and then they let you go. But they were saying that they could have just two hour blocks. Because everybody was way more, like, 200% yeah, more productive. you're doing stuff in yeah. that time when you're supposed to do it because you know that you're going to have the break and do be able to do that. And yeah. you can focus for uh, yeah. it, focus It's for crazy that how some people run different things where you can't, you know, you have to ask to go to the bathroom. Yeah. I saw a guy, it was uh, it was actually on Reddit. The guy said, this is what I got uh, from my uh, company for Christmas. They gave him a voucher for a 10-minute break that he could use. <laughs> <right now. laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, that's when I decided to quit. I'm very task-oriented. If I said to you, Spanish, I need to have these three things done, and you do it in 10 minutes, I don't care. Go home. You know what I mean? I don't... That's what we need to do today. That's what's on the agenda. We need to get this stuff done. If you get it done in ten minutes or ten hours, that's that would need to get done. So I wouldn't mind if we if we did it like that. If we said, "Hey, we need to do this," and then then you're done. I agree. It's the micromanaging that I think really destroys people and makes them want to quiet quit. But I also, you know, and obviously it's more creative process than you know if you're having to put numbers into a computer or do anything like that. But I have a process that I do, yeah. and I will get the stuff done. Don't worry about it. You're not done yet. You only have a half hour. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I'll have it I, done. It'll I, be when it's due, it'll be done. I have worked. So this is the this is how it goes on the radio station. There's the uh show and the and our show and then all the other shows. We all work for the bone. And then the bone has a program director, and that is John Brennan. John our Brennan boss. is a that is John Brennan is the program director and brand manager or whatever it's called. No, uh now but now he but he is the program director of the bone. Then there was somebody who was the program director of 97X. Then there was somebody who was... Now with uh, consolidation and all that stuff, John is the operations manager, and he is over the bone and Eagle and a bunch of those stations. Now, there have been operations managers before John. 
And most of the ones that have been in the Cox building in the 16 years that I've been there have been useless. Useless. The first one, <laughs> Tom Palavita, nice guy, a little weird. Eh. Uh, I never, <laughs> never did anything like never, ever, ever said to me as a, as somebody who worked underneath, Hey, let's talk about your show or let's do this and let's do that. Blah, blah. Uh, but would offer me cookies all the time. <laughs> yeah. That guy gone. Um, then who is, was shark next? Uh, I think so. Yeah. For and a minute. I, shark is a guy who, if you ask me on a personal level, did I like him? Fantastic guy. Sweet guy. Nice. Always willing to help. Never came forward and said, let me help you out with this. Not that we necessarily needed it, but it was never a guy who came. Like, if you said to me, how is Shark as an operations manager or a program director, I'd have to go, uh, I don't know. I don't know. You know what I mean? I, he's, I guess, with some of the other stuff, he was good. I don't really know. I never really, like, worked with him on that level, which kind of is good for me because they leave me alone. Who else is in that? Then there was there was uh, Johnny Fancy Pants who had the stitch jeans. <laughs> well, you're jeans. forgetting uh, the guy whose dad was super high up in radio. Yeah. Now, Dan Mason was the first operations manager to say, can I talk to you after the show? And I said, sure. Invited me in his office, told me about himself, and said, I'm here for you if you need anything. My door is always open. I like your show. It's going great. I don't need to mess anything up. But if there's anything I could do Which for you. Which is the right way to do it. The right way to do it. Yeah. Then Johnny Fancy Pants came in. Uh-huh. This guy <laughs> literally in. had pants with the white stitching yeah. every day. And bedazzled. <laughs> and, yeah, he had bedazzled pants. He had great hair. And he's a fake name, too. Cage. Real- yeah. Johnny Cage. Johnny Cage. But that was his real name? No. That yeah. was like a radio name. I, I assume nobody's named Johnny Cage. He's not a superhero. <laughs> and that guy, uh, same thing. But he was... He never said a word to me, but he was always... Hot was his thing. So he had to work on hot. That was a... Then he's gone. Then they bring in uh, the most useless of all <laughs> operations managers hey, I've ever seen. Rick Thomas. Rico. Ricky. Yeah. Ricky. Cool guy. Nickname. Oh, wasn't Tim Clark the operations manager at one point? Did no, he just that? filled in for what okay. was. So Rick Thomas comes in, and he is. I he has never said a word. Never did beyond anything. useless. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I have. I have never. There was no increase in success in any of the radio stations. It was just garbage across the board. Love and remember, we brought him in on air. So so then I remember when I signed my contract, I went in the office with Keith, who was our old boss, and this Rick guy was in there, and there you have champagne glasses. I go, what's he doing here? And they were like, <laughs> oh, he's the operations manager. I go, like, he's, like, he would be considered my boss? And they're like, yeah. I go, I don't even know who he is. I don't even know. Like, I'm in the room, and this guy's toasting to my contract. I'm like, who are you? Love to be there so for the you, photo op. Yep. Oh, yeah. So you admit the operations manager is your boss? So then. Jeffrey is your boss. Then they're like, uh, we're going to go out to dinner and celebrate the ratings. You guys are number one again, blah, blah, blah. And I go. I'm not going if he goes. And they were like, what do you mean? I go, he doesn't deserve to be there. I don't want to go and sit there and make small talk what with him. What did he do? Nothing. Yeah. He, yeah. he should be thanking us for getting a bonus as operation because he did nothing for the show or the station or nothing. Nothing. And then one day, John Brennan's in the studio, and I say, uh, hey, that Rick guy is in the hall. He's the operation manager. Bring him in here. And we brought him in there and completely exposed him for the fraud that he was. 
He couldn't name all the shows on the station. He didn't know Galvin's name. He 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 had no idea about what happened in the building outside of hot. He was just hot garbage is what he was. Here's the problem with these things. Most of these guys are really nice guys. They really are. He, yeah. I mean, he was a nice guy, but he was, I would say, the most useless of all the operations managers that we had. Now that guy works over. They just he got fired from here. I think I don't know what he doesn't work. Here. I don't know what is the circumstances were, uh, but now he works over at uh, Beasley. For he's like Orlando's boss and MJ's boss really? and all. Yeah. And I went. I don't know what those. I met those guys when my contract was up, and they seemed like nice enough guys. And then shortly after that, they fired a whole bunch of people, including Mason Dixon yeah. and uh, Travis and all. That. And then. I worked there. I worked for, when it was CBS. That building was a powerhouse. When Mike Collado was there and Tom Rivers was there, that country station could not be touched by anybody. Now it's lucky if it's in the top ten. Uh, I wonder this. Like I agree with you because I met all those guys and I was like, yeah, two months, this guy's gone. Get new pants. Get out of here. You know, these guys, whatever. But I wonder with uh, Keith, who used to be here, whether he would say to them, hey, don't worry about Mike show. Don't, yeah, don't you don't need to, you know, concern yourself. Like, don't go in thinking you're going to take over and change things and stuff because that's not going to end well. Sure. I wonder if there was that. And so they were kind of hands off. So, you know. so the, uh, they hired Norm. Remember Norm? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Norm, his real name was Nate. And I called him Norm because he was another one. He came into the building, was here for a year, and never even said hi to us. Nope. And I was like, I don't understand how that guy comes into the market, comes into a building that has the number one show and doesn't even take two seconds to come and introduce himself. Doesn't even acknowledge. Yeah. And I was offended by that. Uh, and then I, uh, when Miguel and Holly left, I was like, well, now they're going to fire that guy because he was their boss and he, now they're gone and he put all his eggs in that basket and everybody got very mad at me for saying that. And then I got, I, uh, I got to meet that guy and he actually turned out to be a really nice guy. And along those lines, Galvin, we went to lunch and we talked and he said, I wasn't going to touch your show because it was running perfect and it was number one and everybody was happy and I didn't want to interfere with anything. And I was like, I get that, but, but you can't be afraid if you're if you're a leader either. You got to come in and right, say, like hey, the I'm other guy, Dan, that said he goes, I'm right. here for you. If you need anything, everything's going great. Show sounds great. If you need something, come please come to me. You know also, what I, mean? I have some have some nuts about you. Like John Brennan has no problem calling me up and going, hey, uh, this or that, or don't do that if you can't, because that's only going to lead to trouble. And I go, oh, okay, cool, thanks for the heads up. That's it. Right. John called me last week and he was like. Hey, I just want to give you a heads up on something before it gets on your radar. And I was like, great way to cut it off before it becomes a problem. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, That's John, an effective manager. John does get a little bit of advantage because he's known everybody for so long. But, but it doesn't matter. But you got to keep in mind, John job, Brennan was yeah. my producer. He was my Spanish before. Now he is, as Carmen likes to Much say, Much better than my Spanish. boss. Yeah. And uh, as he's up there, it would be very easy for me to go, I don't have to listen to him. He was my right. producer. When the complete opposite, I have the utmost respect for him as a leader of a radio station because he does what he has to do. Yeah. He's not afraid to tell me to do stuff. He's there. I feel like he's there if I need to call him, if we need anything. And he comes to me if he needs something. Yeah, but that's you, the way it's got to be. If you want the gig, that's the gig. That's the gig. You yeah. Know? yeah. That's we forgot uh, it was a no uh, nylon, no shoes. Was she? She was she a general was manager. A, oh, general yeah, manager. Yeah. She was a co-general manager, Wendy. Who I thought was a very nice person, yeah. but again, I don't know what the hell she did. I don't know what. I, see, I thought she was an operations Point manager. Toes. She, uh, there was like the whole staff meeting in there to introduce her and stuff, and she wasn't wearing shoes. And then she started talking about personal stuff, and I go, "Are you kidding me? What is going on?" Like I was like, "This is out of control." I'm and then they wanted a bunch of uh, 
memorabilia to hang in the hallways and stuff to make it look like a radio station. So I brought some stuff in, and she absconded with it. Oh. <laughs> I guarantee you it's in a closet somewhere. Yeah. I don't think she wants your, oh, she wants your Toto drum head. Listen, <laughs> listen, I had some good stuff in there. How dare you? Uh, after being carted off the field during Monday night's game, Tampa Bay Buccaneers receiver Russell Gage is reportedly doing great. And in great spirits. Yeah, so I would have good. rather have been carted off the field than, <laughs> yeah. instead of being the rest of that game. Uh, and speaking of Tampa Bay Buccaneers, look who's famous. Martin Gramatica was on uh, TMZ. Uh, one of the best kickers in the NFL history is how they uh, described him. Uh, talking about Brett Mayer, who is the uh, Dallas Cowboys kicker who missed uh, five field goals I for that game. If they even realize that Martin played for both Tampa and Dallas. Uh, oh, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Well, they talk about how good he was. And I think they even said, I don't think you missed four kicks in your whole career. Yeah. Uh, but they were asking about uh, Mayhar and about how he'll bounce back and all that stuff. Here's Martin Gramatica talking to TMZ. Here we go. Oh, why is that not working? Okay. Here we go. Oh, absolutely. I mean, as much as I want my bucks to win, I feel awful for him. Feel awful for his family, anybody that's related to him, because you you just you they're stuck powerless. You know, you were from the outside, and for him, uh, w- once he missed the second one, then it became mental because now he's you know he pushed two, then he pulled one, so it just got in his head. But uh, the, what I really loved is the support that he got from his teammates. You know, on the one every old lineman, every guy that field goal unit went up to him, even on the sidelines. So. They know how important he was to the team, and he, and he got him there. I mean, he kicked a 60-yarder, 90% field goal. So it's not like he was, had an awful year. He just had a bad day. Anybody can have a bad day. And the thing is that I, I hate when people are, keep saying an extra point. Yes, it is an extra point. But can you imagine in the NBA, you move the free throw line to the three-point line and say, oh, you just missed four, four free throws. You're really not. You're missing right. a, you know, three-pointers. So they're not that easy. It's not like it used to be. You say I only right. missed four. Yeah, but they were, those were 20 yarders, you know? Right. So now it's a little bit more difficult. So I, I think the Cowboys are going to keep, it. I think Jerry Jones came out and said, he's not looking for kickers. They know how valuable he is. And I think the support of his teammates is going to make him bounce back stronger. You can stop Though, there, your guy, they, they supported him because they won the game. If they yeah. lost the game by, uh, you know, three yeah. points, right. they would have been like, that, that, that guy walked story. back. Also, yeah. Dak Prescott was on the sidelines screaming, just go for effing two. Yeah, yeah. Which they showed on Barstool. Uh, by the way, I love how Martin is sitting right in front of the big lifeguard <laughs> imaging uh, sign. Uh, yeah. Good job, Martin. So, do you ever work with Pepper, with Mike Pepper? No. Pepper, I don't know what he did. I think he was like a backup kicker at USF or something, and... The whole time I worked with him, he just uh, he acted like an athlete, <laughs> like he was, <laughs> like uh, like how I was a kicker. I, was a kicker. Uh, I can I, tell you, I kicked with him. We did that yeah. media thing, whatever, and he can kick. He can kick, yeah, except when he has to. Oh, uh, really? I'll never forget. My brother used to work for Health South, and he used to come to the radio stations to do commercials for their company. And he had walked in, and he goes, "That's kicker," and I go, "What?" And he goes, "That's kicker," and I go, "Yeah, I think he's a kicker." He goes, "No, that's kicker." I go, "What are you talking about?" He goes. When I worked for the storm, he he we had two guys go down and they needed a, another kicker and they brought that guy on and then we went to like Iowa or something to play and he missed all his kicks. Oh. Really? And and Markham yelled at him from across the field and said, Kicker, you miss another one, you're walking back to Tampa. <laughs> and, and from then on they just, just called kicker? him kicker. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was funny. I love that TMZ recognizes uh Martine as a you know, legendary kicker. Sure. Yet the Buccaneers ring of honor will not yeah. put him in there. <laughs> it's yeah. garbage. I think it's, it, 
Definitely ruins it. He everything. gets in the ring. Johnny B sings the national anthem. Yes. I don't know why. I, I mean, I think that's a bold move by the Buccaneers to put <laughs> My brother just texted me, kicker. <laughs> uh, because uh, he, you know, there aren't a lot of teams that have kickers that would put their kicker. Like, it, it, the kicker didn't mean that yeah. much to the team like Martin did. Martin was really the only one. Brad Johnson's not there. That's Martin true. was the only one scoring offensive points in those Super Bowl years. Martin still holds a lot of Buccaneer franchise records for oh, yeah. points and all kinds of stuff. He definitely deserves to be in the ring of honor. Yeah, I, I think they're really missing the boat on that one. I think they're going to run out of space. It'll I don't happen, know how they keep doing that. Yeah, but do it now while, while uh, you know, he deserves it and his family and his kids can yeah. see it. You know what I'm saying? I would put Martin in before Bruce Arians. So would I. Yeah. yeah. So would I. I mean, he, just because he had all those years of success yeah. before Bruce Arians. Thank you. I'm glad you agree with me. Uh, <laughs> sticking with football, Peyton Manning says uh, halftime adjustments are just a myth. He says, quote, you go in, you use the restroom, you eat a couple oranges, and the coach says, all right, let's go. <laughs> That's funny, but I always, I'll tell you, I would watch John Gruden when he was coach, and they'd be doing, they'd begin their ass kicked, and then they'd come out at halftime and just destroy, and I really feel like some people... Some people change the playbook at get halftime fired up, or just yeah. get an idea of watching. You know, they're always watching those iPads and watching tape and saying, okay, here's where we're screwing up or whatever. But, I mean, Peyton Manning would know better than anybody else. Uh, we talked about this earlier. Madonna is coming to Tampa's Emily Arena on September 7th. Uh, tickets will range from $40 to $500 and then more on the resale ones. Uh, they go on sale 10 a.m. January 20th at Ticketmaster.com. So if you want to go see Madonna. I, I do now. I think I want to go. Now that I understand it's, it's a Madonna sings the hits kind of thing. Mm. You know, I don't need a 12, 14-minute version of Like a Virgin. I just but, want to hear a little. Is she even singing, though? It's probably lip sync, right? No, she sings, right? I don't know. I don't know. I have zero interest in yeah. singing her. I, I, yeah, because when you were liking Led Zeppelin, I was liking Madonna. Yeah. Uh, and she has, isn't she having uh, some drag queen open for her or something? I don't know. I, don't know. I no. thought you read that the other day. I thought it was Somebody Billy the it. Drag Queen. Yeah, it was, oh. yeah it was, it's a drag queen. Mm. Billy the Drag Queen? I don't know if it's... I'm not a, not a post to seeing Billy the Drag Queen. I'd go to get in a tub of milk. You what? I'd watch her get in a tub of milk on stage. Like she, she looks in that video. She looks like a tub of milk yeah. right now. Yeah. She is so pasty white. There's no way she sounds like this now when she oh. sings. No, but I mean, this is how old is this? Right. What is the uh, best Ma- uh, Madonna song? Borderline. That's what I think, though. <laughs> yeah. I don't like this song either. Just like a version. No? Eh, it's just. Cartoony. Yeah, this is a champion genre there. <laughs> Auto tune, Madonna? No. no. No, they didn't have that back then. Yeah. Well, she did it in the 90s or whatever. Or... Yeah, this is the good Madonna, but we're never going to get this. No. no. And also, some about seeing her big. Alien looking head now trying yeah. to squeeze these songs out would probably be miserable. Vogue is the best. Vogue's a great song. Vogue was a maturation of Madonna. That's when she became a woman. No, I'm probably going to go. <laughs> no matter what I say. <laughs> uh, listen to this. Former WWE star Kevin Nash is still reeling from the loss of his 26 year old son uh, last year. He recently made some disturbing comments on his podcast, including, quote, time flies when you have a gun in your mouth. Oh, oh. I, 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 
there are plenty of people listening to this show who have lost children, and I, I don't know that I ever recover from that at any at any time. No. I don't know that I, I don't know that I could ever be funny again. I don't know that I could ever laugh at something again. I think also, especially if you're a little bit older and your son's 26, and you have oh. that relationship, and and they were tight. Know, yeah, was, they were. Yeah. He was tight with them. Yeah, crazy man. I can't. I can't even imagine that. And because uh, I, I think he died like suddenly from a seizure. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't remember what it was, but I know a it was. Seizure yeah, and cardiac arrest, I uh-huh. believe I read. Yeah. Only 26. So just out of so nowhere. Awful. Guy. Uh, just so you know, the uh, thing that Rose was floating on at the end of the Titanic was what? A, was door. a door. No. What? Not a door. It, it was uh, a bed. No, not a really? bed. A wall? Uh, James Cameron says it was, quote, piece of wood paneling from the first class cabin. Uh, he also uh, did forensic examination on uh, whether or not both Rose and Jack could have fit. survived on it. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, she didn't even try. She didn't no, even fight no, him. Yeah, yeah. No, she wanted him to die for yeah. sure. Yeah. It's rude. Nobody yeah. said they couldn't. They said they actually mm, did they test tr- in a like a simulator, like in a pool. Didn't Mythbusters do that? It would sink. Yeah. And it would have sank. Yeah. Like they yeah, would with not. The weight. Yeah. They would not like, have there was room. It. There was room to fit on there, but the weight would have probably sank the then, thing. Then get off it. Let him on for a little while, then you get off. And like, yeah, come on. If you're really in love. Yeah, yeah. I would have just Romeo pulled her and Juliet off. did it. Yeah, pulled her off and drowned her and been like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm rich and I'm on a door. <laughs> Floated on her dead body. Yeah, on a board. Yeah. Give me that big <laughs> stone first. <laughs> How come Jack's body sinks to the bottom where all the other bodies float in the water? Because it's he's for dramatic star. effect. Yeah, duh. He's the star. Yeah, come on, like She lets go, and he just sinks like a rock. <laughs> yeah. where all the other bodies are like floating around everybody. <laughs> Listen, you know, these I love that movie. So he's, he's, not, he's, not a, he's not a witch. <laughs> I, yeah, right. I watch it anytime it's on. Yeah, I just watched so it like good. two days ago. I remember. <laughs> I've never actually seen that whole movie. Oh, it's a good so movie. Good. I remember my brother went to see, and he goes, "You got to see Titanic." And I'm like, "Why? I know what happens. It's the boat sinks. Boo!" No. And he was like, "No, no. There's a whole story." Yeah. You know, I was like, "Oh." I right. could. I, so you go, Carmen. I was gonna say, could that possibly be something they remake today? No, and do better. I I, yet, I don't think yet. I think they probably will at some and point. And plus, it's they do. such a huge movie. I yeah. mean, it made so much money and you know broke all kind of records and yeah. stuff. Right, but they I do mean, that all the time. DiCaprio's yeah, so but good not in it. to yeah. a movie that big. You oh, know what I mean? Second. I don't think anyone's ever remade a movie. Of that well, magnitude, I mean, it's not. I would, I would think Ghostbusters came to mind because it yeah. the Ghostbusters one, is big, but sure. not Titanic, big. right? Yeah. yeah, but even Ghostbusters, they did, oh, they did remake it. Yeah, they yeah. Did it with the ladies. Yeah, yeah. that worked out so really good. Well. Like, who else could do that? Yeah. <laughs> I, I am all for uh, even a female cast of Ghostbusters. Just don't remake it. Just be like, hey. We're at the Ghostbusters Chicago yeah. area. Yeah. Well, they're making Ghostbusters, I guess, four now. Which is going to be a spinoff of the Afterlife one, yeah. uh, which was good. That was good. Yeah. That, that was good. Kids. Creative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was good. Uh, you were saying how good DiCaprio was. Remember, uh, James Cameron said about him coming in, had attitude and yeah. stuff, and he was like, "You're going to make me read," and he's like, "Yeah, if you want to be in the movie, you got to read for this." And uh, Claire Danes was originally going to be the uh, the woman. Gross. Oh yeah, Rose McGowan's gross. One hundred percent gross. Rose McGowwan. Or was that who's uh, not Rose McGowan? Uh, um, her name's Rose in the movie, right? Uh, Kate Winslet. <laughs> Kate Winslet. Is that who it is? Rose McGowan. Yeah. Hey, hey so can I tell you that uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's best role is I mean, I, he's an amazing actor in What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Oh my and god! Johnny yeah. Depp's even really good in that movie. They're Vert all really Gilbert. Good. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it, it's it's uh, you watch him and you realize how much he nailed that character. He's still pretty young there too. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, he's pretty, pretty young. You know, yeah. for a kid that's that, you know, probably fifteen, sixteen. 
Uh, Guinness World Records said that Elon Musk broke the record for the largest loss of personal fortune. He lost. Oh, sit down. If you're not sitting down, sit down. I, I, don't, think, I don't think it matters. But it does because it's so crazy. I mean, obviously, he's still rich, whatever. He lost $182 billion. Yeah. The previous record holder lost $58.6 billion. So this was uh, almost triple. Didn't yeah. even didn't even bat an eyelash out. More than triple, rather. You have two hundred eighty billion more. You're like, okay, whatever. It's crazy how much uh, money that is. Well, you know what I would buy if I had that kind of money? My wife just sent it to me. This is on uh, on Facebook in one of the um, shopping neighborhood shopping things. Here is framed and uh, stamped authentic. Here is a guaranteed strand of hair from George Clooney. Oh, <laughs> a single strand of hair measures approximately half an inch in length and is displayed in an attractive wooden presentation frame ready to, or uh, oh, wow. on a put on a stand. A full strand of hair with uh, authentication for a hair of George Clooney. What does that go for you? Think? A strand of hair. One just one, just one, one hair. One fifty from the great George Clooney, who's been in movies such as Ocean's Eleven and Twelve. Uh, I'll go one fifty. Crazy, say a million dollars. Is this local? This is a Newport Richie. Oh, six hundred and fifty dollars. You're all coming in high. Oh, oh, seven twenty dollars. Oh. oh, we gotta buy that. Oh, I thought it was all framed nice and it's framed. It's framed nice. Good, yeah. Well, it's in it's in like a case. I I would uh, <laughs> for twenty dollars I would buy it just to hang it in the studio. <laughs> twenty dollars plus six dollars. See that shipping. George Clooney? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it's certified. If you haven't seen the unbearable weight of massive talent, which was yeah, great, it's really good. George Clooney's on it. Nicholas Cage. Nicholas oh, Cage. Well, I'm with oh, you, Rose. Man. Yeah, I'm man. out of it today. Are you from a different universe? What's <laughs> happening? Uh, Carmen, pass it along to you in the eight o'clock hour. Oof. George Michael's family will not be endorsing the biopic that is uh, supposedly in the works about him. Oh, why I, not? I would love to see that. Yeah, because yeah. there's some weird, dark stuff, you know, for sure. George, so, um. George Michael, we were listening to George Michael, my wife and I, in the car about all the good songs that he had that, you know, he doesn't get got a lot of credit for. And there was somebody at the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame who brought up the fact that George Michael wasn't in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame yet. And, you know, it was carried on. He really was super talented. But when I was a kid, I'll never forget, I, the first time I ever had weird feelings was when I saw uh, Wham, because I couldn't tell what was going on with George Michael. Is he a girl? Is he a guy? Because it was the first time I could look at a guy and go, that guy's gorgeous. But I couldn't tell what was going on oh, with him. Bright colors. He had yeah, two earrings. Soft Nobody skin, had two earrings the at the time. So he had the fluffy hair. And I was like, that's a beautiful woman, man. Like, I didn't know what was going on. Wasn't he also wearing, like, lip gloss? Yes. That's yeah. 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 Yeah, they all would. Duran yeah. Duran did it. Like a Boy uh, George look. Yeah, but it's that is weird. Boy George, I mean, uh, uh, George Michael, rather, was the first guy that I ever saw that I was like, that's a beautiful woman. I'm very confused. <laughs> And then the second one was Nick Rhodes from Duran Duran. I saw a girl that I went to school with had a had a, like a Teen Beat magazine or something. Nick Rhodes had his wedding pictures in there. He and his wife got married. He was wearing a flaming pink tuxedo and his hair was all done. And I was like, "That's a woman marrying a woman." I don't really know what's yeah. going on here. I was. I, there was the first time that you saw like a, a questionable sexuality between anybody and George Michael, they were insisting was not gay and he would laugh it off. Ha ha ha. I'm not gay. And then he was dating this hot Asian chick supposedly. So you're like, all right, he's not gay. Then you find out he's gay. And I'm telling you right now, that song, that freedom song, the remake freedom, the one they did in the nineties is the best coming out song of all time in that song. He's just 
begging to tell you. He's like, I think there's something you should know. I think there's something that, you know, he was telling. He starts off, it's just an autobiographical song about him coming out. Uh, by the way, George Michael on the first, like, iteration of Carpool Karaoke. Uh, oh, really? Whenever, yeah, uh, James uh, Corden. Corden. Uh, when he was doing something for one of the shows, BAFTA or one of the award shows, he did that where he picked up George Michael, was giving him a ride, and then they started singing the songs. And he said that was how That's cool. that came about, you know. Listen, listen, to this is, uh, this is I think we've played this before, but you got to hear it again. Every day. Listen to the words of the song. This was George Michael. It's Freedom 90, because they had that I Don't Want Your Freedom song. The Wham had it. Yeah. So he redid it. The song's called Freedom. Listen. Telling you, I'm gonna tell you something. I'm not gonna let you down. I'm still gonna be a singer, but listen to this. And he's like, You gotta give me some faith because I know you I would love to still be here. I don't want to be turned down by everybody when I tell you I'm gay. Then this video, oh my god, all the hot supermodels. Oh yeah. Oof. is listen to this, think about Freddie Mercury and how much he was influenced by him. Yeah. See, now he's like, today I'm different. So this now was he... like his like coming out song? Yeah, listen. Listen to what he said. Listen. Yeah. just him telling you right there in 1990 he was like i i was cool with it in the beginning but now i gotta tell you and i There's hope some, you don't reject me something deep inside deep of inside me. of it was andrew ridgely oh, yeah. oh wow i like that I died in his sleep on christmas day yeah. uh, george michael yeah they still say it was suicide no no merry christmas he, merry he od'd christmas. right he od'd didn't he i still well it says that his partner found him they yeah, think it was uh, the Mario Carditis, Mario. No, whatever the hell he well, said. that was the, the thing is that uh, he got he got busted for doing stuff in the in the park in the bathrooms mm-hmm. because he had to hide it. You know what I mean? That's why I'm always so against the people. You know, and why I always give celebrities who are gay a hard time for hiding it because those guys coming out and taking the heat like George Michael. George Michael came out and he was like, "I'm gay," and everybody was like, "Yeah, we all kind of thought you were gay." Keep stealing songs? Yeah, I'm going to keep doing songs. All right, cool. We're all good with that. Yeah. And I think once that's so normalized by famous people, then young guys don't have to sneak off into the bathroom in the middle of the night to do it. I, I watched that uh, um, uh, Green Book the other day. It was on. They were, it was showing all these uh, Black Power movies on Martin Luther King Day. Yeah. And uh, I watched Green Book was on regular TV. And there's that scene where he gets caught in the YMCA with the guy. And imagine having to do that in the middle of the night, sneak yeah. out and go to a YMCA. It's just awful. And you life. already have a hard time. <laughs> yeah, what's that, Carmen? I said, and you already have a hard enough time because you can't go to, like, regular hotels and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. back then, sure, yeah. yeah. Crazy. Uh, a uh, Taylor Swift.
themed breakup bar called Bad Blood is coming to <laughs> Chicago <laughs> from January 27th to February 26th for those uh, people who hate Valentine's Day or have no one to celebrate it with or anything like that. So, How do you feel about Valentine's Day? I Garbage. hate it. But uh, why? I mean, I don't. I'm pretty indifferent to it. Obviously, I'm going to get, you know, at least a card for my wife. And I stuff. would imagine that uh, Carmen and Spanish have a different view on Valentine's Day than the rest of us because they're both in relationships. Carmen, a newer relationship. So it's probably a more of a special day for you, right, Carmen? No. I, really? Yeah. Chad and I already talked about it. I've. I, this is how I feel about it. We will celebrate the day after or two days after because you'll still get all those specials, but you'll get it half price off because the <laughs> restaurant ordered too much. Let's not go spend $200 on a dinner that we can get for $75 two days later, and That's the funny. restaurant will be completely empty, so we're not surrounded. That's I mean, let's stay in, get a bottle of wine, and watch a movie. What about you, Spanish? Uh, well, I see Valentine's Day as my uh, time to apologize for the bad gift I gave Karen on Christmas. So I <laughs> Which will was what? Uh, just, I always try to get her clothes or something that she's mentioned before, but I'm not a very good gift giver. So I always screw it up. So I, on Valentine's Day, I, I had a chance to apologize. I'm never buying my wife clothes again <laughs> because I bought her pajamas and I bought her a large because I just assumed you want to be comfortable and big. Yeah, I've done that before. She's yeah. like, you bought me a large pajamas and you bought me a large shirt. What are you trying to say? I'm like, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm a three large. So I thought that you wanted, I don't know. You got to really know going yeah. in when you're buying clothes, mm-hmm. like know the exact size and yeah. know the exact stuff and don't get something that looks similar. You got to get the brand. You got to get the style. You got to get the actual size. Yeah. Otherwise, it just doesn't work. She well, took she- me to Victoria's Secret and we were shopping together and I wanted to get her something and I picked something off the rack and handed it to her and it was a size. It was two sizes too big and she was like, she just Ooh. Asked me, did you did you think I could fit in that? And I was like, oh. I don't know. Is that? I feel like this is a trap I mean, already. If it's something sexy, you go two sizes too small anyway. Uh, well, That's the case. I screwed up. Anyway, the reason why I'm asking is because my wife said to me yesterday, she goes, um, we were thinking about going out on the Friday before uh, Valentine's yeah. Day for like a Galentine's Day mm-hmm. with the with the her friend and their daughters, you know. And I was like. Okay, and she goes, but I wasn't sure how you'd feel about that. And I go, why? And she goes, because that would probably be the day that we'd go out. I go, oh, I don't know. I go, Valentine's Day is like on a Wednesday. We're not going to go out on a Wednesday or whatever, Tuesday. And she's like, so we'll go out the weekend before. I was like, well, why don't you do that? And we'll just go out the weekend. I'm like, what's the difference? Yeah. Right. I'm not, you know, that's, uh, I don't know. I, I didn't care at all. I'm like, no, if it was a Friday, I'd be like, all right, well, let's go get reservations and fancy it up a little bit. But the fact that it's in the middle of the week, I don't, I don't care about it. Yeah. I just thought that was. I want to make sure I wasn't being a dick. <laughs> I want to not care about Valentine's Day because I think it's a corporate ha- Hallmark holiday. Yeah. But apparently that makes me a, a bad person. Well, I, I mean, I, I don't mind You it. are, but not because of that. <laughs> L- listen, the, these milestones keep it going. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm looking forward now to uh, the cruise. So that's yeah. my next goal. And then after the cruise, I have to have something within the next two or three months that's going to make me excited for something else. So I like to think, okay, cool, we got Valentine's Day, then we got St. Patrick's Day, then we yeah. have the cruise. Like I like to have little moments. Like I celebrate my anniversary. That's a big deal. But to me, Valentine's Day, I really try to downplay it, and that does not go over well. Can I tell you what? <laughs> Chad and I forgot our two-year anniversary yeah. this year. Oh, wow. oh, I told you, Carmen. Yeah. We forgot we were having dinner in the Eiffel Tower, and we didn't even realize it was our yeah. anniversary. <laughs> uh, my anniversary this year, I'm doing something super special. And it's our 20th anniversary, so you got to do something a little extra. We're going on the Celtic Cruise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
That's so funny. I got to tell you, while you guys were talking about that, they just showed Madonna on the uh, TV up there. Yeah. Her face is so full of fillers. Weird. And, stuff. and her hairline is like on the top of her head. She's got like a five head. Oh, She's got yeah. that pulled back so, Joan Rivers look, too. Oh, yeah. yeah, that is terrible. I would I, still make sweet love to Madonna. I mean, of course. Yeah. I would have to ask my wife. I'd have to go, hey, this is a once in a month. I would have let you bang the guy from New Kids on the Block. You got to let me bang Madonna. No. <laughs> uh, finally, in news. Also, I'd feel like she'd be very disappointed. <laughs> Uh, Pap Pap, who won the Death Bowl last year? <laughs> Mike. <laughs> Say it right. Say it right. Mike. Thanks. <laughs> Aaron Carter was found dead in his bathtub, but his family now says he didn't die from drowning. Oh. Instead, they believe it was the drugs that killed him. Uh, Aaron's fiance and mother tell TMZ the L.A. County coroner's office told them that there was no water found in Aaron's lungs which rules out drowning as a potential cause of death. Yeah, but don't say it like that's going to change the death pool because I it wasn't I didn't get points cuz he drowned and even if he OD'd I get more points. Yeah. That's, that's what, what I'm saying. saying. Guy. <laughs> oh, I don't know. You went to you went to Pep Pep first. So I thought you were like I went to him for him to reiterate yeah. that okay. you won. Thank you. Okay. Appreciate it. He wanted Joe to marinate in it. Right. Yeah. Oh, I'm marinating. Yeah. Oh, don't, don't say it like you did. Oh, I got. I get more points. Yeah, you get more points from him dying of drug overdose. That's what I'm saying. Did I breathe, Wait, read did the I, room? Did I breathe that heavy on him? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> By the way, your, bro- your brother uh, texts me and he goes, I can't wait for Mike's coming out song. And I go, it'll probably be some Eddie Vedder solo crap. I'm uh, That is it for news. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.